This is Daniel, your Game Master and Master of Ceremonies. This is Tori, and I play Dooley. This is Sorcerer, and I play Ty. This is Becca, and I play Mirgrat. And this is Odyssey, a Babylon 5 story. Welcome aboard. That's when I told her, you may think that's my hand, but it's not. <laughs> oh, oh, you've come back. You've come back. Good, good, good. Now, get a seat, have a nice drink, and uh, relax for a bit. And I, your storyteller, Padini Foglio, master storyteller and cinematographer, will tell you what happened to the Halmarie Celestia, a ship that was doomed never to return. But, tell the story again. I must continue on where I left off. Yes, yes, you remember? Good. So, when last we left our three adventures, Ty, the Bekari space tracker, Mirgrat, the Pachmora scientist and telepath, one of the great librarians, and Duli, an agent in exile, trying to find her way home by finding the source of Amber, a new narcotic, had just had a very eventful day when they gathered together for a drink. And this time, oh, oh, hold this again. Uh, Craig, Craig, yes, over here, over here, Craig. Craig, Craig, he is my stenographer and recorder. So he's going to take all this down. Good, good, good. Now, Craig, did you leave a draft open? I keep hitting a draft. Did you get the draft? I got a draft. Ah, anyway, sit, drink, record. Good, now. When we left our last, uh, last three companions, we had Ty, who was uh, given a new package of drugs as well as a book. Well, she was accosted by people who wanted the book. She opened the book privately and found light inside. Light that gave her visions of strange creatures and shot her across the room. And in doing so, gave her a new tattoo. As well, on Duli and Mirgrad's side, they had come together to form a bond to try to find more of what was going on with Amber. And in doing so, they had become part of the Pakbara government on board the vessel. This includes Duli, a nun, who is not a Pakbara. This is a great honor that was passed down to her. Now, they had come together to try to discuss matters, to see what other people had been up to, and as well as so the group could combine their information together. And that's when they found the tattoo on Tai. When they were approached by Aparo, a apparent Mimbari ranger, who had seen what had gone on and identified the tattoo as something unusual and strange. But by this point, even though Mirgrat and Duli had a couple of cubes of amber, Tai had a few more cubes of amber and had showcased it, saying, do you know what this is? At the same time, Ty had been approached and had already given away the drugs to the gangsters. Um, to clarify, I thought that Ty has the drugs but gave the book away. Was that yeah, the end? You, you said you they just want the bag and they just wanted the book. Yeah. Right, that, that's what it was. Yes, thank you. My apologies, you are correct. GM had a, uh, as the Mimbari call it, a brain expulsion of air. I believe, I believe they call it the, the knowledge wind. 
Um, <laughs> so, anyway, yes, yeah, so she still has a case full of drugs. You have four cubes of it on your person at the moment, as well as Billy had two cubes, one of which was given to the Pakmara in the hopes that they could try to sense out this chemical somewhere amongst the lower uh, the lower decks. Right. Uh, so that's where we all left everything. So can you re- I know you just said it, but can you the 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 ranger walked up to the table mm-hmm. and other than the tattoo, what what did he say? Well, he was trying to make inquiries about various things uh, regarding basically what's been going on around. He'd heard some rumors about some stuff going on down below, and he just wanted to check in with his old with the other people who were part of the event, whatever it was that happened in the shuttle. Um, I think he was asking also about Amber, which um, yeah, you're gonna kind of like refusing to narc about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Correct. I'm gonna watch the retreating ranger and just memorize a horn structure yeah just memorize the yeah memorize the the features so that i i could pick them up from a crowd um um i use a little bit of beer and try to wash the tattoo off my hand because that's new and weird and you never know fair enough well uh you kind of pour you know surreptitiously pour some of this very strong beer over to your hand and when you do so it Burns. I mean, not unlike if you had gotten a tattoo in the last few hours and you just poured alcohol o- over it. It's gonna hurt a lot. But this is slightly different because it's not just a, ow, you know, putting you know lemon juice in a wound. This is colder. It's closer to putting ice on an open wound and leaving it there for about two hours. Hmm. With without it going numb, ow! But also yeah. really weird. Is is Ty gonna make like any kind of like pain reaction, or is she just gonna like be real tough and and be like? Oh no, she definitely jumps like super hard. <laughs> Ty is kind of a wimp. Okay, <laughs> she acts tough, but she's she's. Sorry, say that again. Oh, sorry, friend Ty, you appear to be in some distress. Perhaps I can examine your wound. Uh. You know, I don't know any other doctors. Why not? I kind of, like, wave my hand in front of Mugarat's face. I'm okay. gonna so you can see the tattoo. Yeah, I'm going to take it and start examining it. But while I do, I am going to say, technically, I'm a scientist. I do not hold a medical degree. Oh, good. <laughs> also, considering that this is some other race other than Pakmara, uh while you do have knowledges of other races as a scientist, as a, a librarian, this is still a little alien. You know, it, it's not unlike, yes, you may understand how uh, a coyote eats and a coyote feeds, but doing open coyote surgery is a completely different subject. I could do open coyote surgery, though, because I have the alien anatomy feat, which reduces my uh, medical <laughs> to two. That is true. Uh, by two. And uh, I, although I don't have enough uh, Burkiri culture ranks to have it negated, but so now I have, um, is it reduced to two, two or by two? It's by two. Okay. So I think the penalty is four. Is that correct? Uh, book, 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 book. Uh, so uh, let's see. 
it was <laughs> I had it in my head and then the way it went. So you picked up the feet, alien uh, anatomy. Here we go. Pages, help work with me here. Here we go. Uh, that's alien empathy, alien anatomy. Nor- uh, characters attempt to use the medical skill on a species of alien other than their own suffering minus four penalty or a minus two penalty if they have four ranks in a specific culture. So in your case, you reduce the penalty for making medical checks by two. So you don't have the medical, uh, 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 you don't have the medical benefit of having at least four ranks of uh, knowledge Bakari. So you would be at a minus two anyway. I can like that. Because I'm still a beast, yeah. <laughs> I just want to know if it looks like it's infected. Fair enough. 23. That's the thing. There's a little bit of, as you examine, there's a little bit of a sizzle, not unlike when you pour a hydrogen peroxide on a wound. Uh, but it's just around the outer edges of this tattoo. And it's only like... Uh, uh, I, I a third of a millimeter thick of white bubble that is coming up. So it doesn't look infected. The actual wound, the actual tattoo itself looks like it's been there for probably, you know, a good three or four years. Is there like a memory check I could make to see if I remember her having this tattoo? Kind of yep. Not necessarily memory checks, but I will, uh, I will make one now. Uh, the It's basically an intelligence check, which you roll a d20, against your own intelligence. So what's your intelligence? Uh, my intelligence is 16. Okay. So you would roll a d20 and without any modifier, and you'd have to roll under six, uh, 16 or under to remember. Okay. So yeah, six. So you do remember that this Bricari didn't have anything like that, because that probably would have caught your attention. Okay. Friend Ty! You appear to have acquired a three-year-old tattoo overnight. I am most impressed. Actually, you know, it just showed up an hour ago. Strange, huh? I guess you've never seen anything like this, even though you're uh, not a doctor, but whatever you are. Because you try to come up with a polite way of saying things. (laughs) Listen, she's had a rough day. Ty doesn't really know anything about (laughs) Pakura. Well, you know three things. They eat carrion, they have a very distinctive odor, and for reasons that barely you understand, they're rich. The important things. Exactly. No fucking rich, (laughs) (laughs) y'all. Well, the government's rich, and they're very communally minded. They just don't come across as rich because a lot of them wear a lot of those robes, which look to everybody else like they're dressed in rags. To be fair, literally every Pakmara is a member of the government, so... It's a, it's a strange situation. Very I just know that is not a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> Technically. Technically not a doctor, but she does play one on TV. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway, don't, don't put alcohol on the tattoo. Got it. <laughs> Today will apparently be a little bit of a goofy episode, everyone, so just want to warn everybody that. So you've done the examination, and yes, now that you've, she's mentioned that, you now realize this tattoo you didn't know you had until a few moments ago is apparently three years old, judging from scar tissue, damage reclamation, and so forth. My mom's going to kill me. I see your mom does not like you having tattoos. 
So, Ty, where did you get a small fortune in Amber? Well, it is a long story. We have time. <laughs> I kind of look around and make sure nobody's, like, looking to see if anybody's listening, like that ranger. <laughs> Give me a spot check. Oh, excuse me. They call it something different now. Give me a notice, notice? check. Notice. One second. Okay. Is, is all of these checks, is all going to be a d20? Yes, it's yeah. d20 plus the total bonus. So let's just say you had two, you would put two ranks into notice. That would then go with your modifier of your wisdom, which would be the, not the the uh, 14, but it would be the, the modifier, the plus two. I don't have any ranks in that because it's not a skill. Okay. Well, Do I use the far right column? The, the you... far right column will be your, your total, but it is a, uh, you can use it untrained. It's not a class skill. So in this case, you would just use a D20 plus your wisdom modifier. Okay. Sounds good. Okay, 13. Yeah. Well, you don't notice anybody. Um, that's good. You don't really notice uh, that Ranger is around. You think that Ranger left after he made the snide comment because he didn't really stick around. And while it is not uncommon to see Mimbari on various places trying out various cuisines, Shokar's kill isn't exactly on their top rank. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so I kind of talk in a really, really quiet voice. Um, there's this guy I know. He, his name is Ben. He's a real asshole. Anyway, uh, he offered me ten grand to keep track of a package for him. I realize this sounds like something you're not supposed to do, but it's ten grand. <clears throat> and guess what was inside this package when I popped it open to take a look earlier today? It was full it was of drugs. drugs. It, it was full of drugs. <laughs> How much? Oh, lots. Quite a lot. Ten grand was not enough money. I didn't actually realize what they were until just now. Thank you for that. If I see Ben again, we're going to have to renegotiate a little bit. Um, or when I see Ben again. Now if. If I see Ben again. So this is what I've been sent here to find. To try and determine who is dealing the drugs and where the source is. Well, it's not me. I feel like it probably isn't Benny either. But he had them, so maybe he knows who it is. Anyway, as we negotiated earlier, I will attempt to keep him around if I see him again. It might be hard to call you while I do that at the same time, though. We should probably work out some kind of message, some kind of way to send a message. Um, Whatever's most convenient for you. Maybe we can in, buy just like a equivalent of a panic button that you could use. We can take a look. Well, there are ways of readjusting a link for a auto uh, connect, but it w- it's not subtle. Uh, links tend to have a little chirping noise they make uh, are activated. I can send you an email. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will, we I, can go check out an electronic store and see if there's something that we can we can do. There's this is a big enough ship for stores, right? There are some stores that are shopping. Again, it's a lot like going to uh, a casino or a big cruise. There, I mean, a lot of there are some shops, a lot of specialty stuff, usually close to closer to the casino levels. But there are some shops. Also, you're, this is a ship that's designed to be in space transit for a long time. 
because yeah, even the fastest of vessels take a long time to get between point A and point B. Especially if there's no jump gate yet. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this vessel can apparently make its own jump gate, you think, again, judging from the size, uh, but even then, uh, even in hyperspace, it takes, you know, as I was just watching an episode recently, it took two days in the White Star at full throttle to get from Babylon 5 to Earth. Mm-hmm. And that's, on the, on the map, not that far away. And I'm guessing the Odyssey is built for comfort, not for speed. Exactly. It's, it's meant for luxury. And yeah, it's supposed to be there to do drop-offs and transports and things like that. But yeah, I mean, you're talking distance between Earth... Saul and Iridian is about three jumps of various things. Figure that's two days. This thing is going the the roundabout way of things. So, yeah, it's this thing's designed to be out here for months, if need be. How about this? When I get home, I'll just call you on my communicator, leave it turned on, and hide it under the bed. That works. That sounds fascinating. I'm assuming that communicators have the equivalent of phones or something you can plug in and just keep it in an ear and listen. There probably is something like that. Most standard uh, links don't usually have that, but it does. It, it's probably something you can. Uh, that should be relatively easy to get, as it were. Yeah. That is the one disadvantage of working with Babylon 5 is that it's a show that's 25 years old. So what they thought to be high tech at the time was a high tech at the time. The special 90s future where headphones don't exist. (laughs) (laughs) We had headphones in the 90s. Oh, I know. (laughs) But the 90s future does not have headphones, apparently. (laughs) Well, 90s portable phones were just phones, not small computers that fit in your pocket and played music. That's true. And, and my dad had a car phone, like not even like a full phone. Oh, my. So <laughs> you're talking about one of the bricks? No, it was like, it wasn't quite brick um, because it didn't like have its own power supply. It had to like plug into his car. To oh, work. wow. I've seen them on TV. <laughs> so yeah, the plan is I'm just going to keep my my link on and just hide it under the bed and I'll have to listen. It's going to okay. be several hours of... I will give her the estimated value of one cube, which, you know, we never came up with that amount, of, of one cube going on, on Babylon 5. Here, let me take a look at something here real quick, because hmm? they have stats for it somewhere. For dust, that gives us a good idea of figuring out what an actual narcotic goes for. I'm a- is multiple doses. Mm-hmm. But again, you could use that for uh, at least basic math. Yeah, now, I'm not saying it's accurate, but you know, basic math. Uh, ah, our qualities. Here we go. Uh, a stim goes for 75 credits. A sleeper, which is something else. Uh, cyanide. Uh, <laughs> the black pill. You never know. There might be an alien that treats that as a drug. <laughs> yeah, let's just say it's a good possibility. Now, while I don't see anything listed for dust itself, morph gas is another one of those things that. Oh, it's a right deterrent. Never mind. Excuse me. Oh, alcohol, as they mentioned, goes for ten credits to a hundred credits. Uh, 
Hexine is a poison. Morph gas, no. Oxy pill, that's a way to get rid of any penalties for drinking alcohol. It's 40 credits. Hmm. Uh, sleeper, yeah, exactly. Uh, sleepers are not really what you guys need. They're 400. And stims. I think this is going to give us the idea. Stims are relatively legal, relatively, but not really. They're basically speed. And a, a simple dose of that is meant for short-term purposes, secondary offense represents disaster effect, uh, is 75 credits. Now, assume that's one hit of a stim. Now, let's say the amber, I'm going to be go with a motif and go with six, Let's uh, because it's six sides of a cube. Let's assume the amber basically comes with six hits per, uh, per cube. So it's uh, 50 a cube. That's 450 cube at least. So figure... Uh, this is also a rarer chemical, so you're probably talking somewhere between 500 and 70, 750, depending on the buyer and the quality of the merchandise. So every Perfume. two cubes is a thousand. How many cubes does she have? I thought you said like a couple hundred. That was closer to between fifty and a hundred. Okay, so you have potentially fifty thousand to a hundred thousand credits in your bag. Do you, did you just tell me that out loud? Like, <laughs> no, 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 okay, no, no, okay. no, 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 this part we're just doing math because, yeah, we're yeah. verifying exactly what we have, but basically you haven't done a full count of the bag, but you have the bag itself. Mm-hmm. I was just going to say, our last conversation was us talking about communication, not about money. <laughs> exactly. Uh, this part we're, we're just doing math for the basis. <laughs> well, not everything. You remember Connor with the big with the big sword? Oh, um, yeah. Everyone needs a hobby. There you go. Uh, sorry, as a recently divorced man, I'm just going to acknowledge that fact and move on. Um, so, uh, basically, though, what you can figure out, Julie knows what they're what the going rate for these things are. You, however, have a general idea of how many was in that bag. Like I said, somewhere between 50 and 100. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't have an exact count because you literally would have to take it out and count it. Mm-hmm. But you can fit 50 dice in your standard dice bag, which is about the size of a Crown Royal bag. You were given something closer to a haversack. It did have a big-ass book in there as well, though. That is true. Yeah. If the two of you do happen to talk money, that's basically what you're talking about. This thing is, you know, depending on who's buying, will probably go anywhere from 50000 to to 100000 if not more, for just the cubes. Mm-hmm. Well, don't tell Ty that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, okay. moving on. So, yeah, you did mention the communication. Uh, that's where we left off with the conversation. So, um, yeah, if you're just going to... Put your communique under your bed. Unless someone has a better idea. Uh, we'll go look. If we have a better idea, uh, you know, we'll exchange room numbers so we know where to find each other. Yeah. Don't wait You're... too long, because then he should be around within the next ten hours if he shows up. No promises. Okay. Assuming that he's not dead or something else happened, yes. Yeah. No promises if he shows up. Mm-hmm. I would like to actively make the choice now to not really try to find an alternative to our current plan, because I think uh, Mirgrat will like the idea of being able to, like, have research, basically, on the the habits of Brakiri in their personal space. So, in other words, 
Mirgrat is hoping to listen in on Bikuri while Ty is sitting in her room waiting for the pickup. Yeah, basically. Mirgrat gets to listen to a lot of TV, or whatever the equivalent of TV is. Oh, they do a lot of TV in, in Babylon 5. Well, again, but this one is actually a little bit different than, say, your Babylon 5, which only had Earth Force channels, which were surprisingly limited. They had, as far as I can tell, in Babylon 5, a grand total of, like, eight channels. I know, it's hilarious. Uh, <laughs> I mean, but how many channels do you actually watch? I mean, on deployment, we would have, like, five or six channels, and that was in, like, 2009, which was, I mean, it was ten years ago, but still, we only had that many things in the middle of the ocean, and space is a long way away from Earth. Very so it true. makes kind of sense. But, yeah, but military tends not to use sat unless they have to. Oh, true. And I would imagine that in the future we should have something better than sat, like almost FTL. So here's hoping that we aren't relying radio waves and, and you know, satellites uh, to catch messages in the future. But this is the 90s future. <laughs> it is the 90s future, and so we're probably still watching Armed Forces Network all five of it. <laughs> oh, I can't tell goodness. you that they do mention from the show that there were some channels that did do instantaneous communications between Babylon 5 and Earth. There was the Gold Channel and things like that. Mm-hmm. ISN which was the major broadcast news, also allowed for uh, direct, basically, things that happened on ISN were sent out to various places very quickly. So what it could possibly be is that what you're talking is that there are probably about a handful of full channels. Well, let's just round it out and say 10. There's probably 10 full channels of various topics and various ideas that are broadcast no matter what, when it's broadcasted in, in one place, it's received in the other place almost instantaneously. Well, plus or minus. Mm-hmm. Um, everything else, however, actually is, again, transported by information broker. This is the other reason why Crystal technology is still around, because getting a, a, a phone call or a signal from one place to another without gold channel access is expensive. So what this means is, believe it or not, Correct my logic if you're wrong, if I'm wrong. But what does this mean? It means that what is essentially the movie industry has returned. You have people who basically collect uh, videos of one type or another and distribute them through the crystals. So you can't get on demand or Netflix, but suddenly having a crystal sent to you by ship or by whatever is easily done. Now, if you were on a planet, let's say you were on Earth, you would have the eight channels that are everywhere, but you would also have plenty of local broadcasting, so you'd probably get a plethora of channels, but only localized to the area. So not unlike national TV and cable. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what you're saying is in the 90s future, we still have Blockbuster. Uh, in the 90s future, you still have Blockbuster and Netflix. Yes, because yeah, you used to just like order DVDs from Netflix and get them mailed <laughs> oh, to you. Oh, I, remember. I vaguely recall this. I still do that. Thank you very much. I feel so, like Ty watches Space ESPN most of the time, anyway. Well, the great thing about the Space ESPN is that there is actually a sports channel. It has been well documented in Babylon Five. Believe it or not. Uh, now they usually just do one sport at a time. So yes, very much like ESPN and it would be the largest most watched events that happen. Now a lot of that is Earth-based, a lot of it isn't 
but you're more likely to find baseball, football, whatever the colloquial versions for various other races is, because apparently only humans really love sports, um, except for the Mutai, but those are never broadcast. They have to be seen live. That's part of the tradition. Mm. But yes, so there is a sports channel, which again is probably piped right into your, your cabin, but because what better way of get everyone satiated is that you have your 10 basic channels Everyone's got it, and a lot of it is ISN, and a lot of it is very basic channels. <laughs> they do, and by the way, one of them is labeled movie channel, one of them is labeled sports channel, and one of them is labeled adult channel. This was actually canon in the show. Yeah. Makes it easy for everybody. There you go. So, yes, if you're basically going to go to after enjoying your meal, pay it off, which, by the way, is going to run everybody about uh, 20 credits. Can I assume that I'm not – I'm – of the Pakmara eating in front of their people thing? Well, it's not the case you would be eating, but if you did have a... I think we were talking before that fermented drinks might uh, actually... Yeah. Oh, yeah, no. Mirara was totally getting their drink on, so 20 credits. Which, by the way, technically means both beer and kombucha would also be a... Uh, a kombucha for the for the Pakmara, I could see as something of a delicacy in the same way that we treat champagne. Oh, I am certain Mirat will get down on some kombucha. <laughs> Becca fucking hates it, but like... It's like the one thing I won't drink. <laughs> yes, so there's, again, some a little food has been had, some drink has been had. You know, again, averaging 20 apiece, so again, uh, however you guys want to split it, is split it. Uh, assuming, is end that Mirat has less, probably closer to five, because she's just getting her kombucha on, depending on how much kombucha. Oh no, uh, I'm credits of kombucha. Okay, oh, then, <laughs> then it's settled. Twenty all around. But the general plan for this now is that uh, Duli and Miograt are going back to uh, Duli's apartment, Duli's cabin, to await Benny, who will meet Ty at Ty's cabin. Correct. Yes. Theoretically. All right. How far okay. are the cabins? Can we get to her cabin at like a five minute brisk walk? Uh, brisk walk? No. You guys are at the cabins themselves. This is a four, but you're in the same section. Mm-hmm. Um, so more like, because you guys are both second class, which is still quite plentiful because you're talking somewhere in the range of something like 200, and, sorry, 2,500 passengers at least. And that's including a few other sections. I did the math for this once and they completely lost it. But uh, it's not, you know, a quarter million humans and aliens. It's pro- it is closer to about 50, uh, on, the, on a packed day, 50,000. On a short, small day, 250,000. Uh, sorry, 2,500. Uh, but yeah, you guys, this is the inaugural. You're doing some colony review work. The steward section is probably completely filled. The secondary section is probably pretty full, too. So, let's just say roundabout about five to 10,000 uh, passengers on here. That's not including the crew and people who actually work here. So, yeah. A lot of people. If, hmm? that, if, if it would take us that long to get to Ty's uh, birth uh, from, from our own, um, I'd like to suggest that we go to, like, the commercial area that is closest to the entrance to the the birth areas where Ty is and just like find a bookstore or something to like hang out in until we get the call or until we overhear on our ongoing call that we are, that we should hightail it over. 
Gotcha. <laughs> you need a place so you can do the stakeout. Yeah. Okay. So, let's see here. There's a couple places near the entry berth. I mean, most of it's designed for uh, not necessarily bookshop or even restaurant. The closest you get is a um, bodega, essentially. It's a quick, oh, you missed your, you know, here's a little snack food. Here's some, some light medication. Here is uh, local magazines and uh, things like that. Things you might need while you're in your cabin. You know, not going out to get anything, just be quick and dirty. I need to grab that real quick. Oh, I'm so. totally going to do the anime thing where I just stand around in the bodega and, like, look <laughs> magazines. <laughs> <laughs> you can't give me that gift and expect me not to take it. <laughs> so, okay, you will get, after a couple of hours, we'll eventually get, you know, calls from A, uh, this isn't a library, and B, Will somebody please take the Pachmara someplace else? <laughs> uh, but, again, for doing basic stakeout, it's not that bad. I mean, you're going to try to meld in with the uh, with the people coming in and out of that for a bit. Right? Yes. Okay. Okay. So, with everything set in place, uh, Ty's got her uh, link on. Uh, it will drain power, but there is... Uh, you know, again, you can always either just keep it for linking for power, or you can always just, like, turn it on once you get the knock on the door. Um, I keep it on the entire time and just okay. plug it in. That seems reasonable. Okay. Can do. Alright, so you keep it you keep it turned on, plugged in. Yeah, so you've got some sports to watch ahead of you. Now, unfortunately, none of it's baseball, which is annoying. Uh, mm. They have some fighting things going on. Uh, the The Earthers call it the mama, whatever the heck that's about. But it's, <laughs> it's two people gets into a strange sized arena and just beat the living heck out of each other. There are apparently rules. You have no idea what they are. Um, nobody brought involves something something along the lines of very tight shorts. Well, that, that's standard. Very tight shorts. Uh, sometimes knee braces for some of these people, and there's they are technically wearing gloves for what seems to be protection, which, as a Bracari, you're like, that's dumb. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, if there's nothing else on, I guess. <laughs> you, you get to watch a human and a, a Narn beat the living hell out of each other, and then when the bell rings and before judgment has been called, they tend to hug each other, and that's kind of strange. Hmm. I kind of doze off a little bit. Yep. So, uh, Miograt, of course, is perusing all the magazines, because this is tasty, tasty uh, information. Um, yes. Now, some of it is, again, news magazines, newspapers, that sort of thing. Pa- newspapers I'm fully in... reading, like, Cosmo or whatever. Sorry, what was that? <laughs> I'm fully reading, like, whatever the Babel, whatever the B5 universe equivalent of Cosmo is. <laughs> <laughs> With with great topics of uh, what is what is the Narn regime wearing this season and uh, you know things like that. Yeah, another bizarre Cosmo articles. Cosmo always felt like it was um, designed to make women hate themselves. So whatever works, you're probably enjoying it like crazy. Uh, Eventually, I'll go over to the shopkeeper and just give them a little bit of of money. Um, I'm good. Now that I'm part of the Pachmara 
collective. I, I, I'll, I'll start kind of keeping track of expenses. Maybe I can recoup some of it. But every now and then I'll go over, oh, yeah, we're, we're paying for that one. Here you go. <laughs> so basically every, every half hour or so you break open a, a soda or something else like that. And say, yeah. You go, here, here you go. Yep. So, yeah, easy enough done. It's the guy's okay with it as long as you get your your hand for stuff. Nobody's going crazy. Yeah, sure. It's um, it basically will cost you about okay. That's not bad. Say uh, ten creds per hour. So the whole thing will probably you know cost you about a hundred creds for the ten hours. But okay. we're not necessarily at the full ten hour mark yet. Ten hours um, in the Seven Eleven sounds like a long time. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's really, really nice <laughs> yeah. it has like after, all of the different like areas and stuff yeah after about hour three I'll have to explain to that oh she, she's doing research <laughs> the, the human behind the counter is just literally kind of the it's a Pachmara you're an Arn as long as you pay I don't care <laughs> and just, <laughs> don't make a mess don't, don't scare off the customers whatever's fine you know, he very much has the attitude of every 7-Eleven person you've ever seen, which is... <laughs> Whatever. Just, <laughs> just don't be crazy. Don't make a mess. It's fine. What was that, Becca? I don't get paid enough to care about this. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like the great tagline for the movie Clerks. They're there to serve you. That doesn't mean they like you. But, however, 10 hours to wait without something bizarre and going wrong is just not how a good Bab 5 show should work. Uh, around hour four, there is in fact a chime at the door for Ty. I kind of like jerk awake because <laughs> I was passed out on the couch and like and go over and use the electronic peephole, I guess, to see who it is. Okay. You, you, there's not a uh, full peephole, but there is something you can chime and say, yes, who is it? Right, that. Uh, I, I do that. He's like, yes, who is it? Chimes back. And suddenly there is singing. And you're fairly certain you hear a lute. Mm-hmm. As the person, very male, on the other side, begins singing a beautiful lullaby love song in a medieval style. You are almost dead certain, because it's both beautiful and terrible, that whatever he is singing, he composed himself over the course of about four or five hours. <sighs> I open the door. Yes, it's Connor. Right there. Uh-huh. Uh- <laughs> eggplant emoji, eggplant <laughs> he, he doesn't, when you open the door, he doesn't enter. He's actually on, he gets down on a knee and just continues to play this stringed instrument that is, is very nice, kind of compact. Uh, you've never seen anything like it before. But he is playing this stringed instrument in tone with whatever poetry he is saying, which most of which is fine. Some of which is cheesy. Some of which is the, I think you don't mean that, but you just saw the wrong translation somewhere. <laughs> um, but he just, sit, he, he, if you let him for a bit, he will just sit there or kneel there and sing this. Well, it'd be rude to interrupt, so I just stand there and watch this happen. Just, like, completely have no idea what to do. <laughs> Which, by the way, Mergrat and Dooley now get to hear bad poetry. Bad oh, medieval yeah, I, poetry. 
I hand the uh, the headset over to to Meowcrat and say, "Here you go, research. It's a mating <laughs> ritual." I am like, I am fully like turning on some of my recording equipment, and I am trying to like Craig this out so I can hook up some sound to get this on 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 tape. I am fucking fascinated. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Okay, so <laughs> you're just like cranking. Now you crank it in the speakers, or just like putting the headset directly into a recorder so you can hear, uh, so you can record it, that sort of thing. You're not like, I'm like you know, holding the headset like I'm holding the headset as close to the recorder as possible, and holding them like both up to my ear or whatever the Pakmara equivalent thereof. So you kind of like yeah, the rec- you know they get the recording and you hold it up to the ear, and it's a little on the loud side, even for being a little bit further away from the communicator. Duali, you kind of, you feel like someone tapping your shoulder, though, for a second, once this is all cranked up. Okay. Excuse me, but, um, I couldn't help but overhear. Is, is that love poetry I hear in the original Nar? You turn around? Yeah, I'll turn around. Well, <laughs> you remember Padini Foglio? No. Refresh <laughs> <laughs> he actually is looking at you. Your your friend there, the one you passed the headphones to. You, I'm hearing a very particular thing. It is non poetry. Now, normally I cannot stand the thing, but there is a market for this. Please, where did you find this? Who is uh, it, what? What race is he? Centauri. I'm going to just look at him for a moment. And then I'm going to say, why are you talking to me? Ah, you're right. I must go to your friend. She has the uh, They have the control. Thank you very much. I will pointedly turn to Miagrat and say, don't talk to the Centauri. He doesn't need to know. Continue your studies. <laughs> and I'm just going to look up and sort of like cover the, the recording and the, the recording microphone and the headphone together. I will thank you to not compromise the integrity of my scientific cultural research. Good day, sir. He looks over. This is fascinating. A nar has a nar has a bakmara under uh, the, the ownership of. This is fascinating. I must tell the others. Thank you very much. This has been my day. So great. Oh, uh, hold on a second. Uh, yes. He- Puts out a couple of Centauri ducats on the countertop, grabs what could be only described as a self-serve bottle of highly alcoholic soda of some variety. So about that time, he grabs that. Good. Thank you very much. This has been most entertaining. And he just, you know, starts uh, walking out the bodega. Four Loco was never banned in the future 90s. Well, it's just variations of the thing. It's not an energy drink. It is, in fact, a alcoholic soda-like flavor. So it has bubbliness, it has alcohol, it has sugar. There you go. Okay, but most sodas also have caffeine. That is true. So there's probably a little bit of that. Just not the Four loco, which is the equivalent of three Red Bulls. <laughs> always remember, Red Bulls are always listed on their can as having a single dose. Not serving size. Dose. Yes, he anyway. grabs one of the beverages, it pops it open, salutes you with it, and then leaves. I kind of give a shudder and turn back to Miyagarat. 
Thank you for your assistance. <laughs> it is my pleasure, friend Dewey. At the end of this serenade, there is no other word for it. Panera looks up at you and says, Lady, it's felt un- improper of me to not let my respect and admiration for the actions you portrayed the other day go without fear. As my patronage of our heart, I must, by all code, continue with the adorations. He gets up, he bows, he, uh, uh, holding his uh, instrument wide. Thank you for entertaining me. He kind of taps his, uh, taps his hands together, bows again, and brings it wide. Until until our next meeting, milady. See you Is later. <laughs> See you later. And Ty closes the door on him. I feel she would like stand there and like watch him leave, just like shaking her head, like why what happened? <laughs> how did how did I get myself into this? And then yeah, shut the door and lock it again. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what happened. I don't know how this happened. Oh dear God! What if I with broadsword? Turns out he's out of his mind. <laughs> Can I just say I love like gruff, jaded trucker lady Ty hooking up with like fucking like one of, one of the musketeers. <laughs> hooking up with one of the musketeers. Yeah. <laughs> What did you say, Becca? I couldn't quite hear. Oh, like the guy from Kate and Leopold? Believe it or not, there is actually a canon reason for all this. It's not just he's crazy. I mean, that uh, makes it better. I would have just accepted he's just crazy. I <laughs> he's crazy because, I mean, she has, like, human like, culture proficiency, but I don't think that, like, uh, extended to watching, like, King Arthur TV shows. I feel like she just, like, knows what drinks to not buy at the bar. (laughs) Well, you probably know a little bit of human culture because you've been following the baseball. But again, just because you know about baseball, the alcohol, the food, general economics, and general attitudes does not necessarily mean you understand this whole King Arthur business. No, I mean, there are humans that don't understand it. So, like, oh yes, mm-hmm. you're listening in for a while. After a while, both Duali and Miokrat make me notice checks, please. Oh, this is gonna go well. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What? Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh, I'm obviously oh. still set over the Centauri talking to me. Yes. <laughs> But you, you rolled a one, which is not necessarily automatic failure. I like the rule of it, though, but we'll see what goes. But you got a 13 in general. Uh, Miokrat, where are you? Sorry, I'm confused because on my character sheet, I'm showing an overall notice bonus of three, but I, only, I don't have any ranks in it, and my wisdom modifier is one. Oh, uh, no? This makes no goddamn sense. Okay, uh, I'm just going to roll with the plus one. Okay, go for it. I, I believe the notice may also be a Pakmara trait. Uh, no, that's stealth and subterfuge. Okay, you're right. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Apparently, oh, this is that. Oh, wow. Yeah. You guys are blind. You guys are focused. One is, you know, I'm guessing Dooley's also doing a little bit more of the vigilance, but I'm more, more 
vigilant towards the fact there's a Centauri on board, let alone a Centauri that talks to you. Yeah. Mirgat, however, has been fascinated with learning everything she can from listening to this uh, to uh, what's going on in Ty's room, which includes a Narn singing romantic ballads badly. I mean, uh, if you wanted anything else to catch my attention, you did the wrong thing. <laughs> and a whole lot of space equivalent of NFL Live. <laughs> okay, by the time Ty is just watching NFL Live, I think I've gone back to the magazines and I'm now looking at, like, Cat Fancy or something. <laughs> <laughs> the care and feeding of your own drach, which are very interesting creatures, but they... Are blood drinkers, so you know they're tricky. Uh, I but... get along with carrion eaters, though. That depends. That depends. They are fuzzy, and they do make a pleasant purring noise. They just <laughs> 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 they just, however, will you know feed upon the blood of of what's res- what's given to them. After a while, probably actually about six hours, so not long after uh, Conner left, you hear another chime at the door. I am not asleep this time, and immediately get up and walk over there and use the voice thing. I have no idea what that thing is called. It's not a doorbell. The intercom, essentially. Intercom, sorry. That was what I was doing before. I used the intercom, and I'm like, oh, who is it this time? Oh, come on. Open the door. It's Benny. (sighs) I open the door and say, get in here. Hurry up. I'm coming. I'm coming. Oh, who's look who's pushy you, huh? Because uh, your ex said you were pushy too, but I wasn't going to say anything. Door closes behind him. So hey, good. Uh, he kind of he pulls out his uh, out of his vest. He pulls out a, a card. It's obviously a credit chit of some type. Wait a sec, Benny. Before I take that, I need you to write up a receipt for everything that was in that bag. That way, if you mysteriously lose any of it, <clears throat> you can't blame it on me. Oh, I know that trick. If the bag comes out here, we uh take a look at stuff. Every single item. Write it down. Right. Bag's in the closet. Go grab it. Okay. It's like, okay. He goes out, finds a pad of some type, starts typing out his lists. Stand, like, in between the door and the rest of the room. Like, basically just right by the door and just stand there and watch this happen. Okay. I'm so sorry you didn't trust me. All I asked you to do was hold on to a bag. What's wrong with you? Benny, it's better if we just don't go into this. Just do what you're doing. I don't want to hang out with you any more than I have to. Aw, I thought we were friends. I got you the baseball game. Mm-hmm. Keep working, buddy. Oh, 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 oh we're going to play it that way. Going to play that kind of hardball, are we, huh? Keep working, buddy. <laughs> Make sure you get all of them. He looks over and says, what is this about? What is this about, really? What do you think it's about? I want that receipt. I don't trust you, Benny. You know, you could... Uh, you could take whatever that is to whoever you're giving it to, and it could have everything in it. Or, for all I know, you're going to take some of whatever that is, some of those several hundred things in that bag, pocket them yourself, and your clients will think that I'm the one who did it. You're looking for a way... Oh, come on, man. What you... You think this is how it's going to be that way? It's Yes. That is how I think it's going to be. Fine. Fine. Uh, by the way, I need you to give me a diplomacy check. I believe that one is there for this. Mm-hmm. Yep, I see it. One sec. 
You put a lot in diplomacy. I the two things. I knew Ty was going to be telling a lot of lies. <laughs> so I tried to pick the two things that seem would help her not get killed since she has sixth strength. Just the, six. The six? Oh, yeah. wow. You, yeah. Don't lift anything. Don't get hurt. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I did the whole diplomacy. He goes, all right. He's uh, something's up here. By the way, yes, this is Dooley and uh, Mio Karate hearing this too, by the way. Sorry, something's uh, that, up here. That means we're heading that way. Oh, yeah. That, as soon as as soon as soon um, Ty said the word Benny, I, like, dropped the magazine and, and started hustling out the door. <laughs> Which also meant that Dooley had to go, you know, hold on a second, coins down. All right, let's go. <laughs> I mean, my dex is nine, so I feel like Dooley does not have trouble keeping up with me, even when I'm at full hustle. <laughs> no. No, I can probably actually turn around, throw some credits at the store owner, uh, scoop up the magazine, and, and still keep up with you. <laughs> so, okay. Well, yeah. Well, you're all here in this kind of like, gotta go, gotta go. Benny's like, okay. So, um, let's understand what we're doing here. Just so we both uh, know. Uh, you're asking me to make sure that what I put down Whatever it is the client is asking for. doesn't even matter what the client's want. I asked you to hold something for me. That's it. Just hold. Now you want to know what's in it in exact quantities. You know, yes. what that sounds like? you know what that sounds like to me? It sounds like you're trying to hustle me out of something. I, like, roll my eyes at him, like, really hard. No, Benny, I want a receipt of the things in the bag. It's just easier if you just do it instead of arguing about this. We could do this all day, but I assume you at least have somewhere else to be. I sure don't. Kind of crosses his legs. By the way, you did lose the uh, the, the contest for the, for the diplomacy, so he's kind of a little annoyed. No, that's not how it's going to run. See this? He holds up his card. You want it? You give me the bag. I leave. We done. That's it. Anything else that happens, trust me. If something is, say, missing, the only person who has got this bag is you. I had it. I gave it to you. You gave it to me. What's going to happen when I leave? I'm going to check the bag. Why? Because I want to make sure the client's getting what they need. So you're telling me somebody else may have gotten this bag? I want to know right now. When did I say that, Manny? Uh, You're asking for what's in it. You want to make sure that when I give it to the client, that what's in it is still in it. So guess what? If you're worried about that, that means I have to be worried about what I'm getting back from you. This is not going well, and this is not how I do business. I know exactly how you do business, Ben. Make the receipt. I just stand there. I'm not scared of Ben. I'm obviously not scared of Ben. I'm also getting a little annoyed myself now. Mm-hmm. The TV is still on. Yeah, exactly. Hold on a second. Now I've got to throw a couple of cards out. By the way, you are basically saying, for lack of a better term, I would like a receipt for these 200 kilos of cocaine. Please list them in detail as to exactly how much illegal substances you are giving me. Yeah, that's, what, that's exactly what I'm saying. We <laughs> probably have too many illegal substances, so this doesn't, like, asking for a receipt for the drug deal doesn't bother me especially. I no, feel like I'm... asking for a receipt is just what you do. Is this illegal yet, though? It's a relatively new drug. It's kind of like when ecstasy first came out, knowing it wasn't technically illegal yet. No, yeah. but again, 
it may not be te- technically illegal yet, but if it's a mysterious substance that has gotten people like you to investigate it for a while and is traveling under the un- in the underground uh, uh, rivulets, it's not like amber being sold over this over the counter. It's still one of those illicit substances. It may not be fully illegal, but it's still not something that is has a legal status one way or the other, which leads it in a gray area. So again. Hi is asking for an itemized receipt of cocaine. To be clear, she doesn't really care about the receipt. She's just trying to keep Benny hanging around doing this nonsense task or arguing about it until Mirkarev and uh, Julie eventually slowly show up. Okay, I'm going to need a bluff check on that one because that's more of what you're doing. Okay. I thought I thought that was obvious, but I should maybe explain that. That's what she's trying to do. Okay, thank you. I just want to make sure about that. Yep, yep. All right. Sometimes the GM has to be informed of the mental processes behind the eyes. I will let you know next time. No worries. All good. You, you made it clear this time, and I appreciate that, and we'll work from there. Oh, space between the rolls. Space. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Third time's the charm. Y'all should see me try to code. It's exactly like this. It's one of the reasons I don't pick up HTML. I mean, Although, that's what is like. Yeah, it's just me typing in different things until it eventually works. <laughs> there we go. That's right, why you copy right. and paste. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So you're like you're trying you're you're getting him in into an argument just to hold him there. That's the bluff. It's not so much you're interested in the the actual receipt. He just starts getting into it. He gets more and more agitated. It's like, come on, what do you want from me? Don't you trust me? They're this, and you're like, come on, Betty. This is how we do business. This is how. It. Come on, I need just, this. Just make the receipt. Yeah. And yes, with a difference of twenty four to sixteen, you basically keep him stalled for a few minutes until he eventually starts talking. Hey. I need this. I need this for my associates. I need to make sure that this deal goes down because otherwise this doesn't go well and I need to get this taken care of. So and he starts, again, not laughing or arguing. He's now getting to the threatening stage of things as the, as the uh, time starts scrolling down. Just for knowledge sake, uh, what is the base movement speed of uh, our Pakmara and our Narn? I'm assuming the Narn is 30. I believe so. Okay. Um, I'm. Oh, yeah, thirty. Thirty. Twenty. Uh, Twenty. Yes. So yeah, you're a little slow, slower on the gun. So Diwali could run there like boom, 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 and be there in about seven minutes. It takes a little if bit longer. Pick me up. <laughs> you're probably not... way more than she does. Yeah, I I have a negative to my strength. I'm not picking up anything heavy, but okay, on the way. Yeah, on the way, I'm going to explain to you. Now, we're we're just going to follow him. We're going to watch him. We're not interfering. We're just observing, which I know you're really good at. So when we're not going to go right up to the door. We're just going to stand down the hallway and, and talk about the magazine. <laughs> this is doable. Great. I have this- many fashion tips for you based on my most recent research. <laughs> Julie looks down there and says, oh, Goody, I can't wait. <laughs> I'll tie. You, you're continually just basically putting him into argument left, right, I'm and center. I'm still stonewalling him because yeah. I have no idea that this was the plan. And I assumed, I, Ty would assume that they were going to, like, come in and, like, interrogate this guy. So 
This is where it definitely is going to get more interesting. Uh, while Benny and you are arguing about he wants the bag, you oh, Benny, I need the receipt, I need this. this, this is how I do business. Well, that's not how I do business back and forth. Dolly and, and Mirgrat are Russian. Russian there. Benny is getting more and more agitated. He's getting more and more frustrated as you basically are just trying to stall him for 10 minutes, which, again, when you're trying to stall somebody, can be an infinity amount of time. Mm-hmm. Um, eventually, one point, Benny, just do a quick roll here. Benny just kind of says, Hi, I thought you were better than this. I thought you were professional. But if this is how you want to play it, this is how we play it. Fine. You hear the sound of the PPG charging up as he slots the cap in with with literally the same flick of a wrist. You're not sure where he pulled it from, a pocket behind him, something like that, but... And he just he just points the, the the small projectile gun at you and says, "That was the point. When you hand over my product right now." So, as we're running down the hallway, mm-hmm. I turn to McGrath and I say, "Change of plans. When we get there, I'm going to act drunk, and we're going to get our friend to go to dinner." I'm on board with this team. Okay. <laughs> our new operation. It's impossible to take any situation seriously with that voice. <laughs> it is. <laughs> but I imagine Julie's gotten a little used to it. So let me know when we're right. there. Fair enough. By the way, I have to say this for the record, but yes, now that that voice comes out and you point it like that, that's going to make, if we ever do, like Babylon 5 does it, each person does the intro each season. Miograt season's just going to be weird to deal with, because she could be talking about the genocide in Rwanda with that voice, and it's going to sound hilarious. <laughs> All right. And then the Jedi Wars took a darker turn! <laughs> <laughs> Actually, also, also in true cinematic fashion, that means somewhere along the way, your translator's going to get broken. And a new translation, you know, after you've had a major change of character, some, something bad or good, probably bad has happened to you, and your translator will change to something else to reflect your internal turmoil. No! Uh, <laughs> you're, you know, so there's, you, know, you guys rushing, we're going to try this. Benny's got his, got his, uh, his gun out on you, and he says, in my bag, right now, business complete, complete and done. You hear me? I give him the bag. Okay. I take my time. Uh-huh. Back. He says, happy to do business with you. He even says, and look, guess what? He takes his, the, the cred shit that he had before. He literally tosses it at you like an expert card flinger. He just kind of, you know, thumps against your chest and drops to the ground. He says, pleasure doing business. He kind of opens the door behind him with his, with his, uh, uh, with his elbow. You know, hits the switch. <laughs> opens up. Literally, it's interesting to watch because the second... His back is out of the door. He has, with his thumb, like popped the cap out, slid the the PPG inside his vest somewhere, and it looks like it's just a whole thing. Like, so by the time he's actually in the hall, all he's done is put his hand. All anybody can see is that he's put his hand in his shirt pocket and taken it out, and that's it. At this point, because I believe in cinematics, Wally and Mirgrat come around. Uh, you see the, your friend's cabin, and out walks this other guy who just doesn't even go in your direction, just, like, takes two steps back behind him and then 
pivots and starts walking the other direction, whistling slightly. And the door is still open, right? Door is still open until he moves away. Then the door will start to close. I'm like, kind of, you can see me through the door, and I like spot them and like point at him a couple okay. times, and then let the door shut. Okay, I give her the thumbs up. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna do the like most obvious. If I had a nose, tapping the side of my nose gesture, but I don't. <laughs> Probably looks weird. Actually, what it probably the equivalent therein is something to the effect of uh, two fingers, probably the the pinky and the index finger, scratching under both eyes in, in a in a similar motion. Actually, no, I'm going to surreptitiously tug on one of my pseudopods. There you go. However, I will need a notice check from both Diwali and uh, Miogret. Oh, that's going to go well. <laughs> Ty's trying real hard, y'all. <laughs> okay. Good one from Dooley. Oh, Mirakat. There was the other one. Fourteen from Mirakat. Got it. So I didn't quite register that it was there. All right. You guys do notice Benny. He's hard-ish to miss. I mean, he definitely has the words "Hi, I'm relatively normal" written all over him. <laughs> was there a suspicious character? Yes. Um, but he stops whistling after a little bit. Lugs the haversack over his shoulder. I mean, he's decently well-dressed. I mean, not going to be like, you know, I'm in a fine suit, but neither is he in the Babylon 5 equivalent of T-shirt and jeans. He's closer to what you would find, button-up shirt, pants, uh, a vest, but not a closed vest, kind of an open vest, with the haversack over the shoulder. He looks professional-ish. Business casual casual for a certain volume of 90s business casual. Okay, yeah. Hmm? He works at an ad agency, but isn't meeting clients. There you go. Now, granted, he's basically, uh, he's moving through the corridor, and the corridor does actually have some people. So, uh, so what's the plan now? I'm, I'm going to my best to follow him. Like, follow I'll, him. I'll, yeah. Okay. I'm going to need, I believe they call them, stealth checks. Hell yeah. All right. Oh, 25. There you go. <laughs> Hell yeah! Not letting the team down. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. So, did we lose? Oh, I'm here. Okay, cool. I was From there, I was like, so I muted myself, so y'all didn't have to hear me eat chips. It's <laughs> okay. Uh, Fair enough. Uh, I just heard the, the blip, like somebody had come back in. I was like, oh my god, did, did, did we lose Craig again? Always with the Craig, that boy. So, yes, you guys end up Using almost all of your uh, sub, uh, subterfuge and stealth techniques to follow Benny. Benny walks down the corridor. He kind of, you know, walks around like he's just average guy, just being there. He walks to a cafe, sits down, puts the bag down. He orders a coffee of some type, possibly even a hot jala. Comes out as the that weird bluish something like that, and the coffee is never fresh coffee. It's always the highly synthetic uh, Folgers crystals of coffee. So Folgers crystals. Yep, Folgers crystals indeed. Well, they do mention the show how hard it is to get even a farm fresh egg or bacon out to the Bab Five show, and they say it takes you know anywhere between uh, three to five uh, or longer uh, days or weeks to get from Earth to there. And all I kept thinking is. I have eggs in my fridge right now that have lasted six months, and they're perfectly fine. Yeah, so. eggs can last six weeks. 
Yeah. So again, I'm trying to figure out the mathematics and how they do things, but they mentioned in the show, there's a lot of basically Insta coffee and things like that. The Java, which is a little different because it's Centauri, but that's Centauri. So, I figured it was because it's like more convenient to ship powdered eggs and fresh eggs, like space wise, like like physically, like physical space packing wise. But maybe, yeah, you have a point there. It's a good possibility. Yeah. And they don't break. That's true. true. Yeah. So he sit there. He's in the cafe. He's actually approached by a couple of people. Everyone else, that uh, one of which is a very well well dressed gentleman with a slight pendant on his on his neck. He kind of bends down. He whispers something to the to the guy. Now that he's in the cafe, what do you guys do? Does this cafe serve kombucha? <laughs> it probably has a selection for Pacma-related drinks of one variety or another, but yeah. probably, there's probably kombucha there, I suspect. Yeah, I'm going to get, like, kombucha or fermented mare's milk or something, and I'm going to I'm gonna just, like, try and get a table closest, close-ish to him, and, like... I think I'm going to just take out the stack of magazines that do me for me and start, like, going over them with her. <laughs> I look extremely pained and uncomfortable, but I will order a drink and uh, occasionally make comments, um, which usually either consists of, uh-huh, well, that's interesting, or no way am I ever wearing that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I will also again need another stealth check from you guys as he sits there and waits for a while and he just wants to make sure, you know, just so that you look, you can see him without looking like you're see- looking at him. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sorry, that was spot? What was that? Stealth. Stealth, okay, so another stealth, okay. There we go. Eh, okay. Not so good. That's so good. All right. Uh, also, I'll need a couple of notices from both of you. By the way, while that's happening, Ty, oh, hold on a second. I remember. Ty, what are you doing during all this situation? Uh, probably sitting there, sort of watching TV, sort of thinking about how Benny pulled a gun on me. Mm-hmm. You know, and, like, stewing. I feel like that would make me mad. Okay. All right, so you're going to let your, the, the, the compatriots try to do the, the, the legwork, as it were. I mean... Ty doesn't really know what's going on. She was just kind of paid to help them out real quick, so I don't think she would follow them early. Okay. All right. Ty, I'm, for purposes of drama, I'm going to need a will save. Oh, okay. 14. Okay. Yeah. Benny drew a gun on you. Benny also saw through uh, a lot of your deceptions, and while he was trying to make good and everything else like that, eventually he went crazy and pulled a gun on you. This is eating at you now. Totally eating at you. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I go looking for Benny. Not okay. to confront him, just because I'm interested in what he's doing with all this stuff now. <laughs> you realize also this is the not to confront him. But also to confront him. But also that. (laughs) (laughs) And so, this is where we leave for our trip adventurers for Zibin. What will happen when Ty finds Benny? What will happen when our adventurers try to track down the Amber? What will happen when our adventurers find the Black Door at Sterich? These questions will be answered next time when you come and listen to Foglio's stories. In the meantime, I must go. I have had far too much to drink, and I must find ways of reclamation. 
In the meantime, I bid you all a fond good night and return to us next time for more stories of the Odyssey. And that's where we end this week. I want to thank everyone for joining us. I hope you will continue to join us every two weeks for another episode of Odyssey, a Babylon 5 story. If you have questions, comments, constructive criticism, or just want to say hi, then you can find us at temporalplaygrounds.com slash odyssey or email at temporalplaygrounds at gmail.com. Babylon 5 was created by J. Michael Straczynski and is owned by Warner Brothers Domestic Television. The Babylon 5 role-playing game was produced by Mongoose Publishing utilizing the OGL open gaming license of D20. Our theme music was composed by Evan King. The song Titan Striker is available on YouTube, social media, and at evankingmusic.com. Please see his website for more information. Again, I am Daniel, and I thank you for joining us on this adventure. Good night, and keep dreaming. Now recording. Our podcast waits for no Craig.